Health Day. I am Chris, with you as always, and I'm glad to be back. I wanted to have an episode up in September, didn't make that happen. I wanted to have an episode on World Mental Health Day last year, missed that too. So now I'm back, finally meeting an arbitrary self-imposed deadline and talking to you via the internet, and it feels pretty good. But seriously, about World Mental Health Day, it's a weird day. I kind of always forget that it exists until I see people tweet about it, but it is a day that I think is important, has been around since 1992, and I think it's a small, simple reminder to just check in with people. I am bad about that sometimes, and I've had people not be great doing that with me sometimes when I'm just like sitting there wishing somebody would ask how I'm doing, and then hoping that I actually give them a genuine and accurate, (laughs) truthful answer. So, if you know anyone who has struggled at all with mental health, or even just struggled, period, which is almost everyone, maybe uh, check in with them. Just reach out, see, see how they've been lately. Speaking of how they've been lately, I am okay. (laughs) Um, I know some people um, tweeting about World Mental Health Day, like previously mentioned, have shared having gone through struggles recently. I am also one of those people. Um, I've been thinking about this year. Like, it's always just a good time to reflect back. I'm like, oh, what has the last year been like from this moment? And last October, I was kind of down in a weird funk into November. And then, like, starting December, finally felt really good until sometime in April. And then, like been hectic since then. Um, August in particular, I returned to dark times. I almost joined the dark side and uh, was battling with suicidal thoughts for the first time since the previous August. Now we're in October, and I'm feeling kind of like I did last October, like a bit in a funk. Not the worst, better than August, both years, but not great and similar to talking with Luke Belknap last October, um, I'm not feeling, like, creative at all. <laughs> I'm having, like, still some ideas for things, still wanting to do stuff, and then having no motivation or concentration or mental fortitude to even, like, attempt little things, just little ones. Not the best, but better, hopefully getting better, if even if not in that regard, just in general, uh, have a slightly more firm grasp on my sanity than I did seven weeks ago, or something like that. So hopefully you're doing well, too. A little bit of homework slash housekeeping stuff coming up, just kind of for the rest of this mini bonus episode. The two actual changes since the last time I chatted. Uh, I'm working door at the Vaudeville Muse sometimes. That's a place that's definitely been mentioned on the show, probably with Ava and Dustin and Patrick and probably just a lot of episodes. And that has been interesting, working at a music venue. 
and now having an idea of what some people compensate artists or don't and how things work and how stressful that can be and uh support your local artists or not local artists whatever it is that they do or whoever they are when you can buy their stuff (laughs) that's that's that um kind of coinciding with working there i have a kitten i've adopted a kitten that happened entirely because of working at the muse his name is jojo he is orange with darker orange stripes and a white belly and paws and like neck and stiff and uh i've wanted a cat kind of low-key for a long time but i specifically wanted a cat and not a kitten and a girl cat instead of a boy cat and i didn't want one that was white or orange and i've gotten a boy kitten who was white and orange so (laughs) kind of on brand typical me to do the thing i said i would not want to do again (laughs) but something i've learned about having a kitten having been around cats a lot but kittens almost not at all is that kittens are kind of like human brains or at least mine so in my experience thus far kittens and brains do what they know they shouldn't even when they have been taught what to not do (laughs) even when there has been a pattern of oh hey when you do this bad thing then this happens still do it anyway along similar lines along similar lines (laughs) um i always learn that i don't have them under control right when i think they do whether that is my own brain and be like oh hey this is how i'll respond to x scenario nope or with jojo you know what, he's good about not jumping on this window. He's leaving these blinds alone. Clearly, that will remain true. Nope. (laughs) Nope. Or, hey, he hasn't jumped up onto this counter, around me at least, for like a week. I think he's figured out, don't do that. Like, that's one of the few places I don't want you to jump to. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Kitten's energy versus brain's emotional highs and lows. I feel like he is constantly yawning or borderline just like snoring, even when kind of awake and just wanting to learn to do nothing, or is running laps around my small apartment and jumping onto and at everything, and those are kind of his two speeds for most of the day and night especially night and particularly for my mental and emotional being of the last couple months i have similar emotional swings and like out of nowhere like he could be yawning and i'm like okay sweet we've been playing for a full hour it's 1 15 a.m he seems tired maybe i can actually get some sleep right now And then the moment I lay down, he is not about winding down. And I've had similar things very recently. If I, oh, you know what? Today was a good day. Feeling pretty good. Things are fine. And then, like, out of nowhere, sometimes for, like, absolutely no reason, my moods have just taken a complete nosedive. Which is not fun. But overall, again, I'm alright. 
kittens are cool and complicated and cute and little furry terrors that bite and scratch everything all the time. Even if you buy an anti-scratch spray thing to spray on stuff for them to not scratch, and then you spray it and they run away for 5 to 10 seconds and then just run right back to the thing or place or me and start scratching again. Yeah, lots, lots of fun there. And brief story as to how and why I ended up adopting JoJo to begin with and why it's all thanks to the Love of Muse. My very first night working over there, I had worked my day job and left my car by work. It's like a 15-minute walk, maybe. Walking back to my car after the show, talking to my mom on the phone, as one does. And I walked by a vet that I walk across from regularly and just happened to look in the window. And they don't normally have animals for adoption, or at least not often. And there was a kitten in a crate in the window. And immediately I just looked at him. And he had been, like, sleepy, but then was waking up a little bit and looked at me. And then I leaned down and put my hand, like, to the window. And he put his paw to the window. And then part of me just melted. And since I was on the phone with my mom, I was telling her what was happening. And this happened to be a day before she was visiting. So then when she got to town, she wanted to walk by there. Very similar moment the next night with both of us. And then the day after, insisted we go in. And then I was holding him, and he was adorable and purring and sweet. And then she was holding him and wanted to take him and keep him. I was like, okay. I can't do it literally today, but I'm going to have to adopt this damn cat. <laughs> so then for the few weeks that followed, almost all the money that I made at the Muse was just going towards saving up for his adoption fee and to get all things needed to have a cat around and then bringing him home. Since then, it's been great. But I'm also the most tired I've ever been, as consistently as I've ever been, because kitten. Anyway, enough about furry friends, and time to talk about real-world friends. Uh, I already mentioned that Dustin Harmson is going to be on the podcast with me again, and I'm looking forward to that. So he and Hannah, his wife, they're lovely. They run the Lantern Cinema, which I get to be a part of. He is going to be back with me also this month to talk about two things in particular. One of them, gender, gender identity, pronouns, a lot of the same stuff that Frida and I had talked about, but probably in a little bit of a different light, at least with different perspectives and both still learning. And when we talk about that, something I have given him as homework is to read the graphic novel memoir Gender Queer by Maya Kobabe. I'm sure I'm pronouncing air last name incorrectly. K-O-B-A-B-E. I'm also probably mispronouncing these pronouns because they're the Spivik pronouns. E-M-Air. E-E-M and E-I-R which I had been completely unfamiliar with until reading Genderqueer, and since I have only ever read them and never heard them, I might be butchering them. But to me, it's like they, them, there, but without the TH, I think. I hope. Anyway, 
I happened to pick this up completely on a whim when I was at Barnes & Noble and planning on just picking up like a Spider-Man comic or something very simple and superhero-y to just zone out. And I just happened to see it and picked it up, looked at the cover, loved it, flipped through, thought the art was fantastic, bought it, read it within about 48 hours, and just genuinely think it is a engaging and fantastic read that I can relate to quite a bit, not with absolutely everything. Everyone is their own person, has their own stories, but there were pretty consistently chunks of pages where it's like, oh yeah, that is how I feel, or how I have felt, or something I've experienced, and just found a lot of things inspiring, relatable, it's just, it's very good, it's very, very good, I will continue to champion it however I can, which includes having already purchased two copies and lent those to different people, including Dustin, so it'll be nice to talk about that with him, and then we're also going to talk about sobriety, because he is my one friend that I know of that is and always has been sober. He has never consciously, purposefully consumed alcohol ever in his entire life. And I don't even know why. So I'm going to have to ask him about that. And then I, low-key, have not had alcohol or anything since August 29th. So I don't know the math and how many days it is, but that's more than a month, which is also the longest I've ever done longest I've ever, like, intentionally tried to do. So we're going to talk about gender, sobriety, and how those two things relate to socializing, and how people interact with us and treat us and why. So I'm looking forward to diving in to that. But before I entirely wrap up today, one typical podcast thing I want to do is Sad Song Dispatch because I recently added one song to the playlist. I have a playlist on Spotify called Sad Song Dispatch that is all sad songs or songs that one might listen to when they are sad, songs that could be comforting when you're sad, anything that at all relates to that. I think this is a pretty good one that I stumbled upon recently. It's a song by a band called No Vacation, which is one of many that I have just discovered within the last month and I've been trying to listen to more and more. And the song is titled Beach Bummer, which I find kind of perfect. Anything with bummer in the title has like a particular air of sadness to it, but also in a slightly amusing or comical way, because bummer is just a funny word. (laughs) It's, like, not that bad. And Beach Bummer feels like a great song to listen to as summer has ended. And the song itself is very kind of upbeat musically. People might call it a bop. But then lyrically, part of the chorus is, why, oh, why do I put myself up the reboot? Why, oh, why do I put up with this misery, still looking for a reason, but for now it is a mystery to me? Sad song. It's called Bummer Summer for a reason. Summer Bummer. Summer Bummer. Jeez. Summer Bummer. Summer Bummer by No Vacation.
Satsang Dispatch, Spotify, Playlist. Check it out. <laughs> I, okay, one last thing. I don't know if I was going to mention it, because I still don't know what I'm even going to say with it. Is this how time passes? That's just <laughs> literally like an actual question that I posed to friend and friend of the show, Adam Callanan. Recently, we were playing a game that had a timer on it. And I thought that we had been playing for much longer than we had. It just it just seemed like time should have been passing faster. And since that, I've noticed that I have asked that same question aloud to myself, including today. Is this how time passes? Just like, <laughs> when things seem to either be moving slower than they should be, or faster, because as I'm recording this and looking at GarageBand, at some point I hit something that is just making everything scroll by really quickly. Like, watching these seconds go up is kind of blowing my mind. I feel like I am on something, but I am not. <laughs> I guess I just, like, do not have a firm grasp of the concept of time, even though I'm almost 29. So that's fun. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this meandering ramble. Talk to you very soon. I'm excited to have Dustin on, and then I'm hoping to have another spooky Halloween October episode with the aforementioned Luke Belknap. We've talked in real life multiple times about how we should do a one-ish year anniversary bonus slash just second episode since we talked around this time last year we should just get back together do it again reflect talk about life maybe we'll do that i hope that we'll do that hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day and that i use words like hope less often because i need to diversify my speech patterns and stop being so basic (laughs) on that note you can follow me at regrethalffull on Instagram and Twitter. Feel free to email me at actuallytry at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, if you would like to be a guest, if you'd just like to share anything happening in your own life, that's cool too. And remember, life is happy, baby. And it doesn't seem to lie. I hate this episode so far and the tone. I am deleting this. <laughs> Somewhere there's a little bit of light. And I'll help you find it. Cause I'm staying up all night.